Welcome to the St. Michael Fall podcast series. My name is Bob Johnston, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is gifted, identifying, developing, and practicing the gifts that God has given us. May we offer our gifts joyfully for the sake of the church and the world. The love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. A reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, 15th chapter, verses 30 to 41. And why are we putting ourselves in danger every hour? I die every day. That is as certain, brothers and sisters, as my boasting of you, a boast that I make in Christ Jesus our Lord. If with merely human hopes I fought with wild animals at Ephesus, what would I have gained by it? If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Come to a sober and right mind, and sin no more. For some people have no knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. But someone will ask, How are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? Full What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And as for what you sow, you do not sow the body that is to be, but a bare seed, perhaps of wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body, as He has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. Not all flesh is alike, but there is one flesh for human beings, another for animals, another for birds, another for fish. They are both heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is one thing, and that of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. Indeed, star differs from star in glory. Here ends the reading. I have teenage boys. And at this stage of life, I'm acutely aware of how important good friends are. Every parent does not want their children to get into the wrong crowd. Why? Because they have an impact for good or for bad. In the reading today, Paul says, bad company ruins good morals. That passage is not new to me. When I was in high school, our youth minister at the Episcopal Church where I grew up quoted it as a reminder to choose good friends. Later in life, when I served at a church in England that had a huge number of newly minted Christians coming in from the Alpha Course, the pastor would give a talk to help them manage friends from their old life and their old ways alongside their new life in Christ. He would reference this passage as he urged them to find a balance. He would reference a seesaw and how to make sure that they had more Christ-focused friends than others who might pull them in another way. It's an important passage on which to reflect, and I want to do this a bit more today. St. Paul, in the overall passage, has the reader consider the ramifications of taking a view that the resurrection is not true. Paul seems to set up a contrast of sorts. I think he's saying that in the early church, the Christians are at risk, and certainly he's been at risk, and that if the resurrection is not real, then the danger he faces is more like that experienced in the context of the gladiators. 
In that context, they faced wild animals, and death was nearly certain. So the night before, they would eat and drink and be merry. Yet the Christian situation is different because of the resurrection. Be clear about that, is what St. Paul wants to say. And then we get to the verse that I referenced, verse 33. He says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. It's actually a quote from a pagan poet, Menander. Quoting a pagan poet is an ironic way of making the point to the Corinthian Christians that they ought to be able to show and tell the truth of the one living God to their pagan neighbors and not continue to allow the pagan thought forms to distort and even deny the central beliefs that should be held. Paul wants them to hold tight. This discussion raises a modern-day question for us. To what extent do we let secular culture impact our views? I should say that I believe that God can and does use culture at large at times, and goodness can be found there. I believe the Holy Spirit has brought issues to the church at times from culture. Yet often our culture has certain lies that it wants us to all adopt. We as Christians are called to live with grace, hope, faith, and love. And too often we're pulled from that by cultural messages. I'm not just talking doctrine here. The world at times will tell you that you are replaceable, but we know that you're unique to God and that he knows every hair on your head. The world will tell you that your worth is what you do or what you make. And God tells us that we have immeasurable worth. Jesus goes to the cross for you. The world says often that you have to earn love, but God gives us his unconditional love. You are the beloved of God. The more we can hold to the gospel with its love and grace and hope through Jesus, the more we will live in power. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Heavenly Father, who has filled the world with beauty, open our eyes to behold your gracious hand in all your works. The rejoicing in the whole creation, we may learn to serve you with gladness. For the sake of him through whom all things were made, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.